The Alabama Crops Report podcast, your trusted information source for Alabama agriculture. Hey everybody, welcome in to another episode of the Alabama Crops Report podcast. Scott Graham and Adam Rabinowitz uh, behind the microphones today. Adam, how's it going? I'm doing really well, Scott. How are you doing? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Taking advantage of uh, some of the rain that we've got here going across the stage. We're recording on Thursday, May 26th. Uh, a lot of rain across most of the state. So we're on Zoom today and we've got our peanut guru, Chris Balkam on, uh, zooming in from Headland. Chris, how's it going? Yeah, it's going good today, guys. Watch out. Pretty good. So what? Uh, what's what's going on down in the peanut world? Well, things has kind of been at a standstill here recently this week due to all the rain that we've had, uh, which has been some much needed rain. Uh, we've been really dry. You know, May's typically a drier month anyway, and uh, moisture was really gotten limited across the state everywhere. And uh, most people had kind of even stopped planting cotton or was even dusting some in. And, you know, peanut planting was, uh, had really slowed down to just about a halt here. People needed some moisture. And uh, so we got some much needed rain this week. It's, uh, uh, we probably got a little more than what we needed right here recently, just to slow things down a little much. Uh, A lot of guys are going to be out for the whole week uh, here with it raining. But, uh, uh, you know, it's crunch time. We're right here at the end of May and we got to hurry up and get the rest of these peanuts planted. Yes. There's always a fine line between, you know, dang it, we need some rain. We're far too dry to, we got too much rain. Now we can't get into the field. <laughs> it, it seems like as a farmer, they can never be happy. You know, I know everybody thinks we're always wanting it to be the other way. Uh, but it, it, it seems like, uh, uh, we certainly have flipped the switch from, from dry to really wet here. Yep. And one thing that I've observed a little bit, you and I have kind of talked about this uh, the other day, some is some herbicide injury from these pre-plants of, of peanuts, maybe that were, and we planted, got, uh, got uh, started to get some emergence and we got this rain and you have some, some splashy up burn and stuff like that. If, if some folks are seeing that in spots and fields, is that something to be concerned about or? Uh, no, no it, it, it typically happens. You know, we, we've got to put out these, uh, pre-emergent herbicides and, and uh, you know, to give us some kind of defense against uh, uh, these Palmer amaranth pigweed. You know, they, they're, they're, they're atrocious and they give us a fit out there in the field. And we, we can't make the peanuts if we got a bunch of pigweed out there in them anyway. So, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're forced to put out these pre's and uh, going through May like what we've been, you know, we just hadn't had much rain. So we hadn't got those incorporated into the ground. So, then the peanuts were down in the moisture. They came up and emerged uh, to a good stand. And, and then we followed up with this rain and all that uh, pre-emergence was on top of the ground. So it splattered up there and burned or moved it around and ponded it around in places, you know, there, how to move it in those low spots. So, uh, uh, but, but, you know, it's just a simple burn. Uh, it looks really bad on these young plants, uh, but they will come back out of it and be fine later on. Well, that's certainly good to hear that, you know, there's, there's no lasting effects with that. I mean, I know I was a little concerned about the, the lack of rain coming through and all the dry weather and, and throughout the peanut belt, not just in Alabama, but in, in other areas too. And, and kind of looking at what those planting intentions are for, uh, you know, for this year. How, do you want to talk a little bit about that in terms of planting intentions for, for peanuts this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. Good topic. Uh, you know, and, and that's kind of changed here uh, throughout the season. Obviously, we were we were really looking earlier on 
Uh, Alabama's been planting about 180,000 acres uh, the last two years, and we were we were in a position to, to plant another 180,000 acres plus there this year. You know, we had a lot of high inputs. You know, everything was up as far as our cost on, on our inputs this year. And a lot of times farmers typically lean on peanuts, especially here in the traditional belt where they've been growing them a long time, uh, mainly because they don't require a lot of fertilizer. And that that's a huge expense, you know, in these other crops with the cost of fertilizer. So they could kind of get by, you know, peanuts serve as a scavenger crop like that on nutrients. And uh, they don't require any nitrogen, obviously. So uh, uh, that, that makes them a lot cheaper uh, to produce right there, not having to put that out on a high cost year like what we're looking at. But, you know, what, what's changed is, and I thought we would be that 180,000 acres. And as we rocked along there, uh, cotton market stayed in there and kept climbing and kept pushing up. And, you know, we got up to $1.33 on cotton uh, for next year in December. And uh, that that's certainly competed with some of these peanut acres and people have pulled back some peanuts and uh, have sent some seed back uh, to the shellers and uh, swapped over to cotton on some more acres. Uh, that allowed them to keep their rotations good, take a chance with the cotton, even though the inputs are higher, but they feel like the price is good enough that they can cover those increased costs there if they make the crop. So, uh, you know, they, they've cut their peanut acres. So we'll, we'll be down some, but, uh, but hopefully everybody, uh, you know, we'll have some good weather throughout the year and make a good crop because it doesn't matter what you're growing this year. When you got these high input costs, you're going to have to produce a yield and produce a crop and uh, take it to the market. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, producing the yield this year was something that I was looking at as being really important just because, uh, you know, the expectations from the, the USDA's perspective planning report was to see lower acres throughout the total U.S., um, and, you know, I think, we're, you know, we've been in good situation in terms of total production based on where yields were last year. Um, but, uh, you know, there's certainly a need to, to see those acres this year and, and the competing prices, though, of other crops, uh, exactly what you talked about, even though we're seeing these fertilizer prices up. Uh, you know, the, the crop prices for cotton and others are, are, have been, you know, just skyrocketing and uh, certainly not, not where we expected to be right now, but it's a situation we've got. Um, and I think it's, it's a question of what happens to that yield is going to be the next, I think, big market mover for peanuts. Oh, yeah, no, no doubt. No doubt. You know, I, I never dreamed we would see these high prices in the corn and the, and the cotton, but uh, I never dreamed we would see as high input cost either. That's right. And those, those hitting those margins, even though it's a higher price, the higher costs, it's, it's the margins that are continuing to suffer. About how far along are we with planting? Uh, you know, Scott, I would say we're between 60 and 70 percent. Uh, uh, you know, we, yeah, we would be a little further along, but, you know, we just really didn't get started planting these peanuts till the end of, end of April this year. Just uh, the weather temperatures just wouldn't get right. Uh, so we, we started there at tail end of April and, and, uh, started moving through a few of those acres and getting them in a lot of the bigger, bigger acreage producers, uh, started there then at that time to, to, uh, uh start getting that crop in the ground and, uh, more of the other guys, smaller acres, they kind of held back to more optimum planting time and let it warm up a little bit more. Uh, and then, you know, like I said, we just turned too dry. Uh, some people had to stop planting because, you know, we just don't put peanuts in dry dirt. You know, like some gamble with and dust and cotton. We, do, we just can't do that with the peanuts. Uh, that just doesn't turn out too well. So, um, 
uh, we kind of slowed up on the peanut. So, we, you know, we've lost some lost some time there on, on, on planting this crop and getting it in the ground. But uh, uh, the good thing is now when we start back here after, after this week of rain, we'll have some good moisture. So, you know, with the size equipment that we've got out there now, the number of planters, we can, we can roll pretty quick and get them on in the ground here. So really there's not, it doesn't sound like there might be a concern at this point that we're going to get too late. I mean, you know, push a little bit of acres back from the dry weather. Now we've got this rain here that's going to push us back a little bit further, but are you concerned that we're going to get too late? Uh, you know, only, only Adam, if we turn around there and go to get rain next week, you know, once we get dry enough next week and start getting in the field first part of the week and we get to rolling and then we hit another uh, couple of days of rain there, then, you know, that, yeah, that's going to slow us up and delay us. But, you know, week's time, we can plant a lot of acres uh, across the state and uh, we'll, we'll be in good shape. Uh, you know, if, if we just get a quick rain there later, hey, that, that'll be fine. So do you have kind of a, a cutoff date in your mind when it, maybe it's too late to plant peanuts, particularly, I guess, in South Alabama where most of our peanuts are? Uh, that, that's a good question, Scott. Uh, you know, our crop insurance deadline is um, – uh, for full crop insurance is June the fifth uh, down on the south end. Uh, now you know they they get up they they get docked on their insurance coverage one percent per day, so they have a ten day grace period. So that rolls to the about June the fifteenth. All right. Now as far as some research that we've done and looking at things, uh, and and you know you just never know exactly what kind of weather you're going to have that year. Uh, even where we've done some of these tests uh, under irrigation, so we've had plenty of water to produce that crop, uh, you just don't know what kind of fall you're going to have. You know, when's that cool, when those cooler temperatures going to roll in in the fall and kind of slow up maturity and not allow that crop to fully mature and get the weight that it needs there and, and the full taste there. So, uh, but planning on out there, it, even though you have that crop insurance, cutting that back on the percentage of your coverage, up to June the 15th, we still see, even at that time, you know, we, we can make two and a half tons plus if we have the right kind of fall in the weather then, if we have warming up temperatures. So, you know, for a farmer out there scattered somewhere, it's, it's not the end of the world. It's not going to be a disaster if he gets out of there that late. Uh, you know, yeah, it's not what he wants, but Chinsari still can make a really good crop. And, of course, something to consider, you know, with something like thrips, we're probably, my guess is we're not going to see a lot of thrips injury if we get into some of that first week, second week of June planted peanuts. They won't look stunted, but they can still uh, spread the virus, though, right? We get into those later later planting dates, and even though the peanuts are taking off, we've got a lot of thrips in the field. Uh, they're still transmitting that virus. So that's something else to consider, um, you know, you're not going to, you might get out of the thrips window in terms of seeing damage, but that doesn't mean you're eliminating the risk of virus by pushing uh, planting dates. Of course, once the, once the uh, furrows closed, there's nothing we can really do for tomato spotted wilt virus. Uh, we, you know, feel like we're at risk, throw in thymet, something like that, that can help reduce incidents. Uh, but, but that is something that, to think about, you know, don't, don't cut back on your thrips control because you're still going to have the potential to get virus. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. What about with all this? It's, it's, it's not cold. I was listening to something the other day from some colleagues and they were calling in the mid South, they were calling it cold, which I, to me, cold is a little bit lower than, you know, seventies. 
But with these cooler temperatures, I'll say, and all this wet wet weather we're getting, are you concerned about seedling diseases at all? You know, we certainly, um, uh, these conditions like this could pose some issues, uh, obviously, uh, to these coming up right now. Uh, you know, the other thing is, is you've been in that, uh, that soil has been really dry and warm. And, and, of course, maybe some saw this rain coming. They went ahead and stuck them in the ground there then. Uh, they said, well, you know, it's fit to get some moisture. Let's go ahead and stick them in right now versus being later and going in there and planting after it, you know. You know, you, you, you're a little bit concerned there, too, of that shock there because we were really hot. You know, we were in the 90s there then. Soil temps were really warm. And then we get this rain, all of a sudden, cools things down. Uh, you know, we, we, we could see some seedling disease out there uh, after this, but uh, I, I'm not too alarmed there with it right now. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people putting some fungicides in fur as well, uh, just like you're talking about with those insecticides, and, and that, that'll help there with our seedling diseases as well, too. And we've got some new seed treatments there, too. So, uh, you know, you never know what you're going to get, but they're doing all they can like that to try to prevent those type things. So what's your overall outlook on the, the peanut season for this year? I certainly hope that we continue to get the rain there throughout the growing season. Uh, you know, we, we've been wet the last couple of years. Uh, we've had good growing conditions. You know, probably even last year, we were a little excessive on the moisture uh, throughout the year. We, we probably hurt our yield some there just because we were just too wet. Uh, but uh, but May has certainly been more to normal or, or, or lower than average. Uh, on the moisture till right here at the tail end is going to bump it up. You know, we, we just really didn't get much rain at all throughout May until here this last week. Uh, so, you know, you kind of say, well, yeah, we're seeing that, that little ch change in the weather there. You know, we were still coming off a La Nina year here where we were drier uh, and warmer here, here in the spring. Uh, summertime always goes uncertain. You know, it could go either way. Uh, they just can't predict it, what kind of showers we have. Uh, you know, look, looking at the forecast, you know, the estimates of hurricanes and damages and storms like that uh, still look to be about the average. Uh, so, you know, there'll be that to continue with in the fall. So that's also going to bring some rain on. Uh, so ho hopefully the summertime will be, be the showers that we need when we need it, you know. If we got everything done, if we can stay on schedule with our spray program, like Scott said, we, we, we put our insecticides in for to try to manage our thrips and our reduced tomato spotted wilt. If we can stay on schedule with our fungicides throughout the grow, growing season, follow up with the rain that we need, you know, maybe we'll put up a good yield for the year. Sounds like a nice optimistic forecast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, well, we appreciate your time today. Is there anything uh, we missed or anything else we need to talk about? Sounded pretty good to me. I think y'all covered everything. All right. Well, we appreciate your time today. Uh, recurring guest, Chris Balkum, a peanut specialist. Of course, if anything any of us can ever do, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out and let us know. We're, we're here to help in any way we can. And thank you to our listeners, folks who, who uh, listen to us every week. Uh, if you have any topics or ideas, things you'd like to hear, please please let us know that as well. Uh, so with that, uh, we'll, we'll say goodbye. I hope y'all have a great week. And if we could ever do anything again, please let us know. It's been great. Thanks a lot, Chris. Thanks a lot, guys. The Alabama Crops Report podcast is a production of the Alabama Cooperative Extension System and is sponsored by Alabama Ag Credit.